Live at the studio of Worldwide Sports Radio. It's the third and long show. And here's your host, Maddie Cavs. And welcome, everybody, to a brand new show of third and long here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. Here on Long Island, it is Monday. It is a nice day here on Long Island. We've been so lucky with the weather that I just feel like I have to keep talking about it because if I don't keep talking about it, we are going to be jinxed and it'll start snowing ridiculously all day, every day. But let's get into it right now. And what I really, 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 really want to get into is the NBA All-Star Game because I have a lot of stuff to say about the NBA All-Star Game. And I was listening to all these other radio shows and shows on uh, uh, all TV, on CBS Sports and all this stuff. And they were talking about which All-Star Game is the best one out of all the sports. And we went over the worst one, which is the Pro Bowl, which is the worst one in all sports. And then they said baseball. And, uh, and that is something I have to agree with. I think baseball... All-Star Game, Major League Baseball All-Star Game is the most important. But talking about the NBA and all that stuff, you, you look at the NBA right now, it has so much potential for it to be such a high-powered, high-class game that could really, really mean something going forward in the NBA. You look at the game last night, it was a fantastic game, if you want to ask me. Uh, the game last night was a very, very fun game. It started off with Giannis's team. Team Giannis was blowing out Team LeBron. And then in the second half, I mean, Team LeBron just really clamped down and one hit every shot, but they only gave up 69 points compared to their 96. They scored 96 points in the second half. You, 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 you look at these guys that play in the All-Star game and they're the best players in the world. It's it's no question and whatnot. But Team LeBron's was, as soon as I saw the draft last Thursday or whatever it was, I couldn't believe what I was watching and who Team Giannis was picking when he had guys standing there. When you have Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, LeBron James, James Harden, and Kyrie Irving all starting, and then you have Anthony Davis, Ben Simmons, LaMarcus Aldridge, Damian Lillard all come off the bench, it changes everything. It changes everything. That team right there is a team that would go undefeated, hands down, obviously, <coughs> in the NBA. But it was, a, it was. A, I actually watched the whole game. It was very exciting. There was some jaw-dropping dunks, especially the Steph Curry did Giannis off the floor and how high it went and Giannis coming down and dunking it. That was probably my most favorite dunk of the night, if you want me to be honest with you. But you look at this game and everything that it has to do with it has so much potential, like I said, that they need to be doing something maybe a little bit different to get the get more interaction or whatever it is. But th this game has so much talk and it has so much that it could just do really whatever it wants to do. Uh, it, 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 it's remarkable. You look at Kevin Durant, he won the MVP yesterday. He scored 31 points, seven boards, two assists, but he shot 10 for 15, six for nine from three, five for five from the free throw line. He was very, very efficient yesterday going forward, and it, it, it really made it fun to watch 
yesterday. All these guys in my eyes were pretty efficient, maybe except for Damian Lillard, who shot six for 17. But everybody else, Clay Thompson, seven for 16, Kyrie, six for 12, even James Harden. And he's he, I'm a big critic of James Harden. And I think he plays hero ball and shoots the ball way too much. That's why he scores 40 points a game when you take 50 shots. You're supposed to score 40 points a game. But he shot four, four for 13. So, I mean, you look at it, it's it's a great game to watch, okay? I thoroughly enjoyed it. And you look at it right now, this team has so much, this game has so much potential to just grow and just be better than than it could ever be. But now let's get into some top stories within the the NBA All-Star game because what really, really caught my eye, which was really, really not so much comical at this point. Actually, yeah, it was kind of comical. It was comical. I can't say anything. What you saw yesterday with Anthony Davis, okay? We know there's friction between them and the New Orleans Pelicans, and I understand that, okay? Anthony Davis, in the game before the All-Star break, got hurt with his left shoulder, okay? Left the stadium, left the arena, without anybody knowing from the New Orleans Pelicans. That's probably why Dell Demps got fired. And I'm going to talk about Dell Demps, too, because that guy is a full moron. And the Pelicans finally did the right thing, okay? But he left the arena, to go get his arm looked at because obviously for some reason they couldn't do anything in the New Orleans arena, which is shocking to me because they have every x-ray machine, MRI thing in the arena right then and there. But Anthony Davis yesterday played. Yeah, it was only for five minutes. He shot two for two, one for one for three, okay? And he scored five points in five minutes on Team LeBron. This is a guy that was supposed to start. And you look at it. How do you think right now the New Orleans Pelicans are feeling knowing they're a prized asset who has requested a trade, didn't get his trade, and the New Orleans Pelicans were being so petty they took him off the uh, the intro stuff and everything with New Orleans. They're being very petty right now with them. How do you think that relationship is going to be going forward? Obviously, the relationship is broken. Obviously, nothing is going to be able to repair the relationship going forward with Anthony Davis and the New Orleans Pelicans. But I sit there and I try to think about everything that has gone on, okay? Dell Demps being fired, good. He was he was a horrible GM anyway, okay? And you can't take anything away from the Pelicans because I'm going to be honest with you, okay? You Dell Demps, you listen to uh, Popovich. Rightfully so, he's one of the best coaches ever in the game. But he's not a GM, okay? Look what happened with Kawhi Leonard and him and them. They ended up doing a trade, okay? I'm going to tell you this right now, New Orleans. The longer you wait with Anthony Davis, the less you're going to get back. What Magic Johnson and the L.A. Lakers offered, offered you guys, okay, it, it, it before the trade deadline was monumental. Probably would have been the biggest trade in NBA history, if you want me to be honest with you. Lonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, Ivica Zubac, and two first-round picks. And Dell Demps. 
had the authority to say no. He said no to the Magic Johnson and the L.A. Lakers. I sit there and think that was the most asinine thing I have ever freaking seen. Okay? The most asinine thing I've ever freaking seen by an NBA GM. (coughs) And I tell you this because it was. What GM wouldn't take all those young studs? I think what I say, Brandon Ingram, Kyle Kuzma, Lonzo Ball. What GM wouldn't take these young studs that haven't reached their ceiling yet, okay, and say no for one player in Solomon Hill, who is a journeyman in the NBA, for the contracts to match up? And you said no. That's why you got fired, Del Demps. That is exactly why you got fired. You got fired because of that. You're an idiot. And I couldn't be happier that you got fired because it is sad in this day and age in the NBA that all these players have all the power and whatnot. But the longer you wait with Anthony Davis, the less you're going to get back for him. I I, I just don't understand what you could possibly be waiting for with Anthony Davis. And what do you think? The Celtics are going to come in in the summer. Yeah, Anthony Davis has said that everybody's on the list now and the Celtics are on the list. What do you expect Anthony Davis to say? What do you think? He's not going to say anything? What He's going to say what makes him look good and what's right and what everybody wants to hear. He doesn't want to be in Boston. He wants nothing to do with Boston. His dad wants him to have nothing to do with Boston. Okay. What do you think Anthony Davis is going to do? Anthony Davis is going to do what's right for him. And what Anthony Davis is doing is great work. I I commend him. I give him a lot of credit for what he's saying to the media and all the, all that stuff. I give him a lot a lot of credit with within that, okay? You look at Anthony Davis. He's a superstar. He's an absolute superstar. He's a top three player, top five player in the NBA when healthy. You look at it, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, Anthony Davis. Those are the top four players in the NBA, and it's not even close. It's not even close. Those are the top four players in the NBA right now. And you look at it, Anthony Davis wanted to be traded to L.A. That's the only team he will sign an extension with. If they are waiting for the Celtics to offer Jason Tatum, and I have a lot to say about Jason Tatum a little later on, on his moronic comments uh, about him, about the Celtics and, and the championship and whatnot. I'm going to talk about that. But you look at that. What, do you think Danny Ainge is dumb? Do you really think he's going to offer Jason Tatum in a trade with a bunch of first-round picks? The most you would have got was from the L.A. Lakers. That's the most you would have gotten for, for whatever it's worth. You messed up. You're setting back the New Orleans Pelicans back years without taking that trade because every GM knows where Anthony Davis truly wants to be. He could be saying, like I said, he could be saying whatever he wants right now. Okay? He could be saying whatever he wants right now to the media. Okay? But we know where his heart is and where he wants to be. And he wants to be in an L.A. Laker uniform. 
He wants to be in an L.A. Laker uniform. And the fact is, you guys didn't trade him because you have him under contract for another year. I hate to break it to you. It would not shock me that Anthony Davis doesn't play another game in a in another New Orleans Pelicans uniform. He will never play another game. I'll be shocked if he plays another game in the New or- in a New Orleans Pelicans uniform. Absolutely shocked if that's the case. I don't see it happening. I don't think it's going to happen. But the New Orleans Pelicans really screwed the pooch on this one. They really should have gotten rid of him, gotten everything under the sun. What Magic Johnson and the L.A. Lakers traded, wanted to trade you. You would have been set. You would have been fine. But now you're going to wait till the summer, and hopefully there's going to be a big bidding war, thinking this is the San Antonio Spurs and Kawhi Leonard and Greg Popovich and whatnot. Any team that's going to go after Anthony Davis, not called the L.A. Lakers, is going to know that he's going to be a rental player. This isn't a Kawhi Leonard thing. This isn't Paul George, okay? Everybody knows where Anthony Davis wants to be. You see the eye contact. You see the friendship with LeBron James. Anthony Davis wants to be an L.A. Laker. There's no other, there's no if, ends, or buts about it. He wants to be an L.A. Laker. And the fact remains that the New Orleans Pelicans screwed the pooch on this one and and didn't give him what he wanted. It's crazy. It really is crazy to me that they didn't give him anything that he wanted. Okay, and they're going to be they're going to be screwed in the end. They are going to be screwed in the end. And it's really, really going to make me excited once the New Orleans Pelicans get absolutely nothing, probably for Anthony Davis going forward. Okay, again, Del Demps, you deserve to be fired. You screwed the pooch on this one. I don't know if that's the exact reasoning or whatnot, but you really screwed the pooch and you deserve to be fired for what you did. And actually, not even what you did, what you didn't do. You had the opportunity to trade uh, Anthony Davis for everybody and their mother, and you didn't. And then what makes it, it, what throws salt in the wound is that he goes and plays in the All-Star game. Yeah, it was only for five minutes to see how it is. But he went and played in the All-Star game after leaving the arena, after getting hurt the game before the All-Star break. The game before the All-Star break. It's crazy. It really is crazy that that it actually happened. And I'm just shocked by it. I'm just really shocked by it that... they let this go so far. This is going to be an ugly divorce going forward. And there's no one else to blame but Dell Dems and the New Orleans Pelicans front office because they decided to listen to Greg Popovich, which this is a different animal than Greg Popovich and the San Antonio Spurs. But again, it is what it is at this point. They screwed the pooch. They didn't do anything to help them going forward. It is what it is. I wish I had some people here to inter inter interwine with and get into some arguments with, but it really is just me like explaining everything and how I truly feel about it. And Dell Demps, I hope you never get a job again because you like I said, you really, really messed up over here in New Orleans. 
Anthony Davis is an absolute superstar, and you could have got the world from him, from Magic Johnson, and you did absolutely nothing about it. You did absolutely nothing about it, okay? Anthony Davis went and played. He went and actually played on that shoulder. He played for five minutes, scored five points, two for two, one for one from three, okay? What does that say about your organization? What does that say about the relationship going forward or lack thereof? Because let's be real here. There is no more relationship now. That relationship is broken. That bridge is broken and swimming down the river. There's nothing to repair this relationship. And it's a sad, sad situation that they let them get that way. It is a very, very, very sad situation that they let them get to what it is. Okay? I, I mean, you look at it. I, I don't feel bad. I, I don't feel bad for anybody, to be honest with you. I, I, I don't. It's, it's just, it's crazy. It's crazy to think that it got this bad um, for them. But again, there's no one else you could really blame. There's nobody else you could really blame and but the New Orleans Pelicans. They let it get this far. It's their fault. And to be honest with you, I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad for them. I feel bad for Anthony Davis because his heart's in L.A. His, I mean, I can't even believe he played in this All-Star game after being injured. Isn't that like a big F you to the New Orleans Pelicans? A big F you. And you know what? I agree. It's a big F you, but you know what? You guys deserve it with the way you handled it because you own him for another year because of a contract. Okay, you own him for a year because of a contract. He doesn't want to be there. His, he told you numerous times he's not going to resign with you. Why don't you try and trade him and get whatever you can for him? You guys aren't in the playoff hunt in the West. You guys are terrible, okay? Why don't you try and trade him? I just don't understand. I don't understand some of these GMs. I don't understand what they think. They should have done something completely different to try and get this done. But they did absolutely nothing to help the cause. Absolutely nothing to help the cause. And it's so sad that it really came down to this. It really, really is sad that it came down to this. But again, that just shows you the type of management and stuff they have. And it's a bad, bad management. And you're setting back the New Orleans Pelicans for a very very long time you're setting them back years and years and years i'm going to say you're going to set them back five to ten years okay and 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 that's sad i feel bad for the fans i i i feel bad for all their fans i feel bad for the people that actually care because your ownership does not care whatsoever does not care whatsoever so so it is what it is at this point but ladies and gentlemen we are going to go to a quick break and when we come back from break, I still have a bunch of NBA stuff that I want to get into. I want to talk about Jason Tatum and the Celtics. I want to talk about the New York Knicks a little bit and some other NBA news going forward. So, ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get into that when we come back here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network. You, you, you are listening to the Third and Long Show. And here's your host, Maddie Cass. 
631-676-2968 is the number to reach us here at the Worldwide Sports Radio Network in Bohemia, Long Island. Again, we are here live today, February, what is it, 19th, right? February 18th, it's a, it's a Monday, everyone hates Monday, but we're here. But let's get into it right now. The next story I want to get into within the NBA is this James Dolan talk. There is talks going on and rumors floating that Knicks owner James Dolan, and don't get me wrong, I hate him, He may, and I'm a New York Knicks fan, I hate James Dolan. Let me tell you a little something. I have three people I hate, okay? Well, two people really. Andy Dalton and Grayson Allen, okay, are two guys I really, really hate. And the next guy has to be James Dolan for what he's done to this NBA franchise. This most profitable franchise in all of the NBA. Forbes came out with the list again this year. Who's number one? The New York Knicks. Okay? They're the, they're the biggest franchise in the NBA. And this peckerhead, James Dolan, doesn't know how to own the team. He doesn't know what to do. And it really, really aggravates me that it is even spoken about because we should be talking about how the Knicks are in the playoffs every single year. And you want to know what? They're not. They're not. And it's sickening. It's absolutely sickening that this team is nowhere near the playoffs. Okay? Yeah, they got rid of the unicorn KP6. Not happy about it. I don't like to play the what-if game if I'm a New York Knicks fan because let's be real. <coughs> How many times have you guys played, have we played the what-if game as a Knicks fan and it worked out for us? Not in the last two decades. I don't even think it ever worked out as a New York Knicks fan playing that game, okay? The what-if game for, for uh, being a Knicks fan is the worst thing ever. Ever. There is nothing good about being a Nick fan, but except this news that is being reported, okay? You look at it. Madison Square Garden issued a statement today at 2.45 on report that Nick's owner, James Dolan, is mulling selling the franchise. Um, I firmly believe that it's true. Obviously, we don't know, but... I think James Dolan is getting tired of it, and I think he's getting run out of town. And he's reportedly considering offers to sell this historic franchise, which would be the best thing he could do for anybody. And if any New York Knicks fans or anybody were smart, they would start a $5 billion GoFundMe page, okay? And they would put it towards ownership of the New York Knicks. How funny would that be if someone starts a GoFundMe page for $5 billion because that's what James Dolan's going to ask for because the New York Knicks are worth $4.5 billion and, 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 you're the, and you're the owner of the New York Knicks. Publicly traded team, which would be okay, I guess. But again, multiple people have said who know things, James Dolan is courting offers for the New York Knicks. It's happening, it's on, it's go time. He's courting offers, and especially from the All-Star game, 
And this is news following Dolan's recently selling of the WNBA franchise, the New York Liberty, to the Brooklyn Nets minority owner, Joe Chisai, as well. So you look at it right now, it wouldn't surprise me. It wouldn't surprise me that he he's courting offers. It is also paired with Forbes recently ranking the New York team as the NBA's most profitable team, like I said, valuing the New York Knicks close to $4 billion. Again, these factors being combined with New York being a viable spot to land a big not, big name during this fr- summer's free agency, July 1st, might have motivated Dolan to strike while the iron's hot. And you know what? If he does, that would be an unbelievable thing for him. And that would be the smartest decision he's ever made. But again, being New York Knicks fans and playing the what-if game is something Knicks fans don't like to do. They don't like to play the what-if game because it never works out in their favor. Bill Simmons tweeted, they're wrapping up a two-decade freefall. Oh, didn't I say it was two decades? And it's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. This is the NBA's most paranoid organization. They've hired horrendously and overpaid the wrong free agent. <coughs> Joe Keen, no. <coughs> over and over again, they've had 12 coaches in 17 years, so there's no stability in the New York Knicks franchise. And they've won four finals games since 1973. It's crazy. James Dolan has yet to confirm that he's fielding offers. I don't think we're gonna hear we're gonna hear from James Dolan going forward. But let it be known that James Dolan is asking one billion more than a team is worth. I'm sorry, I said 500 million. So if the team is worth 4.2, 4.3, 4.4, 4.5, he's asking for a billion more. So he's asking for five, 5.5 billion dollars. James Dolan wants $5 billion, according to Simmons. But he's but he knows he's not going to get five. This just makes it seem like Dolan is just tossing out to tossing out bait to see if anyone will bite. James Dolan, please do every Knicks fan and every single fan of the New York Knicks a favor and sell the team, please. He, they, you need to sell the team. You've been running this franchise into the ground when it's one of the most prized, storied, and the most valuable franchise in in the NBA right now. You're not doing anything to help yourself here. You got to do something with this team. You got to put it in the right hands. Go get your money. Yeah, Ford values it at four point five billion dollars. What are you gonna do with a four point with five point five billion dollars in your lifetime? You're almost seventy years old. Your grandkids, kids, grandkids, 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 grandkids are set for life on your money, okay? It doesn't make any sense. What do you need $5.5 billion for? Sell it for three point five. get your money, and say, see you later. This ain't Steve Ballmer from the LA Clippers who just goes out and buys the Clippers for $1 billion or $2 billion, whatever he bought the Clippers for. That franchise isn't even close to the New York Knicks and everything the New York Knicks have accomplished, being in the biggest media market in the entire world, okay? And you can't go out and get anybody to come play here. You got rid of your unicorn, the best player on the team in Kristaps Porzingis. There's a lot of stories going around that he said he didn't want to be here, but yeah, it's true. Maybe it is true, maybe it isn't. We haven't heard anything of the sort. So who are we to believe? 
The New York media lies about every little thing. They're kind of like CNN and Fox and MSNBC uh, going, going politics there. They, everybody lies. So who are we to believe? You had, you had money going into this summer. Now you have more money, probably the most money that we've seen in, a, in the past 20 years. I'm 32 years old. I've been a Knicks fan since I was six, okay? I watched that 99 game when they got swept. I, I, I've seen it all. I've seen it all with the New York Knicks. And once James Dolan took over, it's been downhill slope, downhill sliding from here on out. He needs to sell the team. And I'm not the only one to feel that way about James Dolan. And the fact that there are rumors circulating that he is courting offers and fielding offers for the team, something needs to happen for this to go forward. James Dolan needs to get rid of the uh, New York Knicks because he's not doing a very good job running the team. You got rid of your best player in Chris Porzingis, and now you're going to play the what-if game with fans getting all their hopes up. I have my usual co-host and producer, Mr. Vinny Rubo, who is a big-time Knicks fan. Might even be, He's a bigger Knicks fan than I am, okay? That is gung-ho that we're going to get Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving in the summer. That it's going to be Christmas come July 1st for us. And he's, he's older than me, so he's seen it even worse being a New York Knicks fan. And you guys give guys like him false hope about the organization, about you want to do what you want to do with the team. Because again, playing the what-if game as a New York Knicks fan is God-freaking-awful, and it should never, ever happen. And that's what we're doing right now. I'm not getting my hopes up because I know how you guys work. I know how the New York Knicks work, and they stink. They suck. They're the worst organization. I, I, I'm going to have a debate about this within the coming days. What is a bigger failure? What is, what is the worst organization in all of sports? We're going to talk about the New York Knicks or the garbage from Queens, a.k.a. the New York Mets. Those are two organizations we're going to talk about going forward eventually for that. But you look at it right now, what James Dolan is doing, if it's true, which I pray to God it is, that he is courting offers and fielding offers for the for them because he, he's running this team into the ground even worse and it's still being the most valued team. But nobody wants to come here when James Dolan is the owner. He, he, says, he says so much crap. He doesn't know what to do. He hires the wrong people. Even though I was a big advocate of Phil Jackson, he hired him. And he was he was bad. You, you, now, now you have Mills and Perry, who hopefully they could do something productive in this summer. Because I'm going to tell you this right now: if you don't get a big time free agent, and no, I'm not talking about Clay Thompson and Kemba Walker, but if you don't go get an Anthony Davis, if you don't go get a Kawhi Leonard, if you don't go get a Kyrie Irving or Kevin Durant, Kevin Durant mainly, you failed. You failed and you screwed everybody. I'm not paying max money to Kemba Walker and Klay Thompson like they're going to get me over the hump into the East Finals. They're going to get me to the second round and we're going to lose. Those guys will get us to the second round and lose. We need a superstar in New York that we can hang on billboards, skyscrapers, everything under the sun. We need a superstar. We need Kevin Durant. That is who we need. We need Kevin Durant right now. Okay, and if we don't get Kevin Durant, Kawhi Leonard, or Anthony Davis, it's a failure. You're setting the New York Knicks franchise back even more, five, another five to ten years. How embarrassing is it that you had 
a lifelong Nick fan, and this is a friend of mine who sold his fandom on eBay, and he was all over ESPN and all over these sports media outlets bashing your team. He's a good friend of mine. His name's Evan Perlmutter, okay? He's a good friend of mine. He sold his fandom, and now he's a New York Laker fan. Ah, New York Laker fan. An L.A. Laker fan. Because of guys like you that don't know how to run a team. You don't know how to run a New York Knicks organization. You don't know what to do with a New York Knicks organization. It's the most valued franchise in NBA. And we still can't go out and get somebody. I feel bad for Knicks fans. I don't feel bad for myself because I'm not getting my hopes up with with this summer. But I feel bad for Knicks fans that are actually believing the crap that is spewed that we're actually going to go out and go get a superstar to. If any Nick fan is happy about getting a Kemba Walker or a Clay Thompson, <coughs> who don't get me wrong, I would love Clay Thompson, but he needs to be paired with a superstar, with a Kawhi Leonard, with an Anthony Davis, with a Kevin Durant. Okay? If you are not, ha- if you're a Nick fan that is getting your hopes up with this franchise, thinking we're going to go out and get someone, I feel so bad for you. You must have been neglected as a child if you really believe that the New York Knicks are going to go out and get somebody. Yeah, I I do feel bad. I do, do, really do feel bad, and I really can't say anything much more about it, but I do feel bad for Knicks fans that actually believe James Dolan is going to do the right thing, that people want to come to New York after losing Chris Porzingis. I don't know why... Kevin Durant would want to come to New York now. I don't know why. Actually, I do know why Kyrie Irving love, uh, wants to be a Nick because he's loved New York since he was a child where he grew up in New Jersey. Okay? I could understand that. Kevin, Dur- Kevin Durant grew up in Washington. The Washington Wizards would be a better off team than coming here. He could go play with Bradley Beal if he wanted to. And possibly John Wall if they restructure his contract. I don't know why. Is it the bright lights in New York? Is it the Mecca of Madison Square Garden? Is it the marketing aspect? If it is all this, all these cases, why haven't we been, been able to go out and get somebody in free agents and where we did have money in past years but to come here and play for us? They just didn't want to. That's all it is. They didn't want to come play for this program. They didn't. <coughs> and it's a sad, sad situation that you can't go out and attract people to come here and play for you. I blame James Dolan. I think he's the worst owner in all of sports. I don't think there's anybody close to that going forward. James Dolan is the worst owner in all of sports. I dare someone to call and debate me right now about it because there is not another owner worse than James Dolan of the New York Knicks. There's not one, and it's not even close. What he's done in the past two decades have been god-awful. God freaking awful. He's an idiot. He's an asinine. He, I wanted to say the other word, but he, he just doesn't know how to run an organization. Sell the team for $5 billion, get three point five, and get the hell out of New York. There's, there'll be a, a mob that chases you out. It's embarrassing. It's really embarrassing. And again, it's embarrassing being a New York Knicks fan. It's embarrassing thinking that we're going to get Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant. Listen. If the New York Knicks somehow get Kyrie Irving and Kevin Durant this summer, then the then the Chris Porzingis trade 
was well worth it and you did everything you were supposed to do, now you could go play with, you could go trade Frank Nilakina for maybe a late first round pick or a second round pick or a player or whatnot. You could keep Dennis Smith Jr. there. They could play together, okay? You have a young guy in Kevin Knox who looks like he could be a superstar. Mitchell Robinson, very raw, looks like he could be a superstar. DeAndre Jordan, I would love to keep him if he wants to keep his money down. He's, he's very, very good friends with Kevin Durant, okay? Royal Ivy, who's on the coaching staff, played with Kevin Durant. He's very, very good friends with Kevin Durant when they played at Texas, okay? All the groundwork is there, is laid down for Kevin Durant to just walk to New York. The question remains, does he want to walk to New York? And I don't know. I, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. As a New York Knicks fan, I can't believe it. And I won't believe it. I, I definitely won't believe that going forward for them. But as a Knicks fan, I hope that that it does come to fruition, that he does come to New York, because then I'll definitely know Kyrie Irving is going to come. And it's going to be really, really interesting to see come July 1st what actually happens with them. Again, I hope Kevin Durant comes, but it, it, it just doesn't look promising. But ladies and gentlemen, now we're going to go into another topic right now, and it's Jason Tatum. I want to talk a little bit about Jason Tatum because what he did over the weekend was, uh, what he said really over the weekend was pretty, uh, uh, I want to say asinine. What he said was pretty asinine if you want to ask me. And I'm going to tell you why, because if you don't know what Jason Tatum said over the weekend, I'm, I'm going to try and find it right now on YouTube right now so we can hear the interview uh, saying how they're going to win the finals. So hold on. I, I, I want to I want to hear this. Uh, I can't find it. I can't find it right now. So I'm not going to say it, but long story short, Jason Tatum has come out and said that he thinks that the Boston Celtics are going to win the NBA championship. The NBA championship. It's a sad, 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 sad situation for Jason Tatum. It's a, I, I can't believe it. I can't believe he actually said that now. It looks like uh, it looks like there's going to be a lot of uh, bulletin board material going forward with teams that the Celtics have to play, especially when it comes to playoff time. But now you're going to put pressure on guys going forward like Kyrie Irving, like all these other guys going forward. Jason Tatum has come out and said that the Boston Celtics are going to win the championship. And I do really feel bad for Jason Tatum because he's young. Okay. Hold on, I'm gonna find it right now because I I, th I think I found it. So hold on one second. Let let let's see if it's right here. Um. Oh, here it is. Right here. Let's hear it. Uh. Hold on. Hold on. It's it, it's just a ad that I have to get through, and then we'll, we'll we'll listen to what Jason Tatum actually said going forward for them. And I'm I'm really really interested to hear this again because he's such an idiot. He's such a moron. Uh, 
I wish Jason Tatum would just keep his mouth quiet because he's again he's being stagnant. He's not. He didn't get better from last season, in my opinion. But it's something we'll see. Let's see. Let's see what he said. So you heard what he said. You heard what what this guy, this moron, said. You heard what he had to say about how they're going to win the championship. I do firmly feel bad for 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 him. I do. I do firmly feel bad. Um, they're not going to win. No one's beating Golden State. Golden State's going to win a three-peat or whatever it is. They're just too good going forward. Uh, <coughs> Golden State's too strong. I don't even think the Celtics are going to get out of the East this season. Okay? This is just a young kid. Left Duke after his freshman season. A young kid that just maybe trying to make a name for himself or whatever. But he's given a lot of teams bulletin board material. Uh, at this moment with Kyrie Irving hurt, I don't see them getting out of the first round. If they Right now, if, if it was to end, they, they would be playing the... Uh, I think they'd be playing the Philadelphia 76ers if the season ended today. Yeah, they would be. They would be a 4-5 matchup. They'd be playing the Philadelphia 76ers right now. I don't think they could beat the 76ers. I think the Philadelphia 76ers are going to win the East. I think it's theirs to lose, especially with that trade with Tobias Harris. I think Tobias Harris fits in that team perfectly, and I think he's going to stretch that floor for that team. Um... I don't like the Celtics the way they're constructed right now. I I don't know what Danny Ainge is thinking or what Danny Ainge is waiting for. I I you know what I I I don't like the Celtics. I want to, but I don't like them. I don't. Uh, Jalen Brown's having a bad season. Terry Rozier wants to start. I think that's why another reason why I think Kyrie Irving is out the door. Uh, Jason Tatum's playing well. Gordon Hayward's been uh, not even. Look, doesn't even look like he belongs in the NBA. He doesn't even belong. Looks like he belongs in the G League. He belongs. He doesn't even look like he belongs in college. He's not. He's a shadow of himself. He's not playing well. Marcus Morris, with some with some words that he said about the team already, has to be a little alarming. Al Horford's on the wrong side of thirty. Okay, I I, I get it. The, the Celtics team, they're they're good on paper. They have a lot of uh, their they have a lot of wiggle room. They have first-round draft picks. They have a lot of assets that they could do to go get superstars, but they didn't do anything in this free agent free agency that just passed while every other team from the Raptors to the uh, to um, the Bucks to the 76ers all made big-time moves going forward, and they didn't. So I don't know how I really feel about this. I don't think it's going to be a good look for the Celtics this season going forward.
But it's something we're going to keep an eye on, that's for sure. That's something that is going to be very, very high. I can't wait till July 1st. I can't wait to see what happens. But Jason Tatum, I don't like the way you're running your mouth because you're giving a lot of teams bulletin board material to go out there and do what they got to do. And you're not winning the championship. You'll be lucky to get out of the East. You'll be lucky to get out of an East out of the East, East this year. This East is stronger, especially the top four or five teams. I can't believe how well the Pacers are playing as they're sitting in third without their best player in Victor Oladipo, but that'll change because they won't finish in third. They'll probably finish fifth or sixth, okay? But the top four teams between the Celtics, Sixers, Bucks, and the Raptors, those top four teams could be the number two, three, four, five in the West. That's how good this East Final Four will be, and that's what everybody wants to see in the Final Four. Sixers, Bucks, and all that stuff going forward, but... <coughs> It looks like we have our first caller of the day. He goes by the name of Jeff from Tampa. Jeff, are you there? Jeff? Uh, hold on. Do you hear me? I don't hear you. Hold on. Uh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Do you hear me now? Yes. Ah, my man. What's going on? Dude, I don't know what your problem is with Jason Tatum, man. I, I had like they're underdogs. You know what I'm saying? They're not they're not favorites. I had no problem with him, you know, saying that they're gonna go to the finals and try to win a chip. You don't think you don't think that's bulletin board material going forward for other teams to hear a young guy like that saying they're gonna go to the yeah. finals and uh win win a championship? He hasn't proved anything in the NBA. And if you want me to be honest with you, I think Jason Tatum's uh, development has been pretty stagnant this season. Yeah, his numbers may may be up a little bit, obviously, but that has to do with a lot of injuries and whatnot. But I don't see him being getting to that superstar level right now. And that again, that's just my opinion. And I like Jason Tatum. I think he could right, be right. a superstar, but I don't see it right now. He he certainly has improved. You're even saying that he's improved from his first year, right? It's only his second year in the league, and think about it. His numbers are up. And he's having to share the ball more because, let's face it, Kyrie Irving, Kyrie Irving loves the ball. So if your numbers can be up on a team with Kyrie, that's pretty good. Yeah, listen, I, I, I understand. I, I just expect to see more from Jason Tatum, especially now that he's running his mouth that they're going to win the championship. And th that's just something I wouldn't do as a young kid. And I'm sure he's probably going to get a talk in the, lo in the locker room when, they, when the Boston Celtics come back together tomorrow. Or whatever it is. Yeah. I'm sure yeah, he's going to he get might, a talk. But he might, but but think about this. You know, I, I don't know what you're seeing. It's certainly not what, what I'm seeing. And it's not what the rest of the league is seeing. Jason Tatum is the most coveted piece in an Anthony Davis trade. Like, if, if the Lakers had Jason Tatum on their team, the, Anthony Davis would already be a Laker. Yeah, and listen, I think it has a lot to do with Dell Demps being an idiot and wanting to get a, a bidding war going. So that's why I think he was trying to wait to the summer. But again, it eventually costs his job going forward. But, wait, but is, there, is there a piece on a team that could possibly get traded that's any more valuable than, no, than Jason No, but Tatum? again, I don't, I don't think Danny Ainge is going to trade Jason Tatum because he's a, he could eventually be the best player in the NBA at, in five years down the road. I don't think I mean, Jason Tatum's going anywhere from Boston. Especially yeah, that I, Jason, that Danny Ainge is pretty smart with how he acquired assets and 
done his due diligence and being a being a GM and did his homework and whatnot and getting the trades and doing what he had to do. I don't think he's going to trade for Anthony Davis in the summer. I think Anthony Davis wants to be in L.A. regardless of what he's saying. He's doing it for media purposes to try to still make him look like the good guy. I think it, I think if he goes somewhere other than L.A. this in, in the summer, it's going to be a rental player. And I don't think Danny Ainge is willing to give up Jason Tatum for a rental player. Yeah, I mean, I can see that point for sure. I think that there certainly is some risk there. But I also think Boston is one of those places that is pretty easy to sell people on, right? Like Kyrie Irving, he only played, you know, a half a season in Boston or, you know, whatever before he got hurt. And Kyrie, and, and he may still back out, but Kyrie before the season had committed to Boston. Part of that is the sell job Danny Ainge does. Who says that Danny Ainge can't sell Anthony Davis on signing long term? You're right. You're, you're right, but I don't think he wants to be there. I think his dad doesn't want him to be there. His dad had some pretty pretty snark remarks about the Boston Celtics and what they did with Isaiah Thomas when the time came. But, again, that's just my opinion. I mean, if Danny Ainge were to trade for him and they were to win a championship, that's pretty hard to walk away from just to go to L.A. to play with, at that point, what, a 38-year-old LeBron James? No, LeBron James is 34 right now, so if he left this so he'd summer, be 36. He, he's turning 35 in December. Right, so a year in Boston, that's 35, and then if he did go to the Lakers, he'd be 36. 36. Do you think Anthony Davis at that point would want to be signing up to play with a 36-year-old LeBron James? Um, Yeah, because I think, Le, Le, I think LeBron James is a freak. I totally agree. I think he is a freak, but you want to know what? Kobe was a freak, and if you want to have those Max Kellerman cliff talks, <clears throat> Kobe I hate Max Kellerman. No, no, no. I, li listen, I get it. I'm just saying. But one injury from, for Kobe made him fall off a cliff. One injury. Because then it was one right after another and right after another. And that was about the same age that LeBron James will be when Anthony Davis shows up. Do you think Anthony Davis wants to take the chance that Le LeBron could have the same problem? Listen, he's played so many minutes. He's got so many miles on those legs. And there have been injuries popping up for LeBron James lately. Yeah, but 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 you talk about Kobe Bryant and his injuries. Kobe Bryant had one serious injury and he tore his Achilles. That that's a serious injury. I that's almost as bad as or just as bad as tearing your ACL. When he did it at his at his age, he still came back and he still scored with sixty three points in his last game of his of his NBA career. Kobe Bryant well, could not. still play in the league right now and drop thirty points. No, he couldn't. No, absolutely, absolutely. Dude, his last three seasons in the league were a disaster. Absolutely. Go and look at Kobe's last, last I, I, three seasons. Trust me, you're, 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 talking, to a, you're, you're talking to a Kobe advocate. I love Kobe. But when he showed me his last game when he scored 63 points in his final game, don't, Which don't, don't. Because how many, how many shots did he take? 80, 90? How many shots was that? But that's like what James Harden does now. What does that have to do with anything? He willed his team oh, to win. They were losing. He was playing with a bunch of 18, 19-year-olds at that point. But if, but if every time you touch the ball, you're throwing it up, of course some are going to go in. That's all he was doing that last game. I could care less that in his last game against the Utah Jazz that he scored 63 points. That dude cannot play a whole season. Anyone that thinks he I'm not saying he could play a whole season. Themselves. I'm not saying he could play a whole season. I'm not saying he can. I'm actually looking at that at that right now what he did in his last uh he shot he basically shot 50 percent he shot 22 for 50 
He almost shot 50%. He shot 40. What, what, what is that? Do, do the math. 43%. That's pretty good. 10 for 12 from the free throw line. He scored 60 points. 6 for 21 from 3 in 42 minutes. Playing with Randall, Clarkson, Russell. Listen, Kobe Bryant could come into this league right now, be a be a third be a third uh, scorer, and he would score twenty something points. He'd be what Derrick Rose is now. That's what he would be. Nah, I, I disagree. He I, he was more athletic than Derrick Rose. Right, but he would just be playing ancillary minutes. There's no way he would play meaningful minutes for a whole season. There's no way his body wouldn't let him do it. Yeah. All right. You know. Yeah. No, and, I hear and, you, and, Jeff. Right, and and truthfully. LeBron's injuries are starting to pile up. You're seeing more things happen with LeBron. Do you think those minutes are taking a toll on his body? And, and you know, you're talking two seasons down the line, right? That's going to be all the more minutes on those legs. Absolutely. And then, and then you but you know what? He's a freak. He's a freak. Listen, until he tears something or whatever, I don't care that he had a groin injury. Groin injuries are tough to come back from very quickly. If he tore something, I would say okay. But it was a strain, and I understand that. But the fact is, this guy hasn't torn anything, hasn't broken anything in his entire career. His body is very, very sturdy and built. I don't see a lot of injuries coming his way. He is certainly a physical freak. I'm not doubting that, right? And I'm not saying something's imminently going to happen. But when you look at NBA players, when they get to that age, dude, great NBA players. Kobe was one of them. Paul Pierce all of a sudden couldn't get up and jump anymore. Kevin Garnett, right? Like all these really well, great Well, you NBA brought up players. guys that don't have the body type that he has. Maybe Kobe Bryant I, does, but Paul Pierce and Kevin Garnett were bad examples because their bodies are, especially Paul Pierce's, no, is I'm nothing like LeBron NBA James. When they get, I'm just when they, when, when they get to like 34 years old, 35 years old, what you're saying. It's a decline. It's a, yeah, I mean, you know, but we're talking LeBron at 36. How much longer is LeBron going to play past 36? I think he's going to play till he's 38. He's going to try and play with his son. I uh, or uh, no, because you know what, Dirk Nowitzki's playing till he's 41. I think he's going to play till he's 40. I think he's going to try and even, play with his son. Even Dirk, man, look how much Dirk has fallen off. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. I'm not disagreeing. Father time always was, wins. And you and I really, know this. And he was really, really great, and he was really, really great for a long time. Really, really great, mm -hmm. and then all of a sudden, he just. One, one day he woke up and he just wasn't great anymore. Yeah, 100% right. And that's what happens with NBA players. So, like, do you really, like, if, if it was a rental player situation in Boston, I don't know that it's still a guarantee that he's going to L.A. I think it's a guarantee. And, Jeff, w when the time comes, you and I can make a bet. But, Jeff, I actually got to end this show a little early because there's something going on over here on my technical standpoint. So I'll hit you up tomorrow. And uh, we'll talk tomorrow because I want to get into some NFL and I wanted to talk about your Patriots going after OBJ, but I'm going to have to save that for tomorrow. <laughs> All right, buddy. All right. Thanks, Jeff. See ya. All right, ladies and gentlemen, that was Jeff from Tampa, as we heard. But now, ladies and gentlemen, I'm actually going to have to end this show a little early. Um, there's something going on on the technical end here on the sports on the uh, not sports uh, worldwide sports radio network. So. Again, we'll be back tomorrow at 4 o'clock. Tune in later on. Down to the wires on at 6.30 here. So we'll be back tomorrow. Ladies and gentlemen, have a good night.